0: Good evening and welcome to Chatting to Wellness with noskanko um This week, podcast will be about benign prostate hyperplasia. We'll continue from where we stopped last week and we'll talk about prostate cancer as well today. Um, we discussed BPH last week saying it's um, an enlargement, an ab- abnormal enlargement of the prostatic gland, but it's not cancerous. Uh, we also said it does not increase your risk of getting cancer um prosthetic cancer but it does the treatment does prone you to a 25% increase at the risk of getting prostate cancer so the symptoms of bph benign prostatic hyperplasia um include difficulty in urination just like we get with um prostatitis um Usually you get just a dribble because of how much constricted the abnormal growth has caused your urethra. There is a frequency in urination, mostly at night. Um, you feel like your bladder is not fully emptied just because there's this um, withholding of urine in your bladder because of the improper blood um the improper urine flow through the uretra you have urgency in urination another symptom is you've got a weak or you've got a slow stream of urine sort of like you know um your urine is it's not as projectile as it used to be you have this sort of like um weak lazy urine stream okay um you've got also um involuntary stopping or starting again several times while passing urine is associated with bph so with bph you might just be micturating, you're urinating right now to add the loo um and it just involuntarily stops and then starts up again and this can happen like about two three four times while you're passing urine like the the urine you're passing at a go so you can stop for like two three four times before starting again just right where you're passing your urine at a go okay and another thing is um it causes you to push or to strain before you can actually begin urination so it's like you have to force yourself you you push you growing your strain to actually get the urine to start kick-starting out of your bladder into the urethra and then out of your penis into the loop right um now there are several um complications i wouldn't say several there are a few complications associated with benign portrait apoplasia um one it could lead to weaker bladder because there's a decrease in the tone of your bladder due to you know um the Due to the fact that your bladder is not getting fully emptied all the time, all right? Um, it could also lead to glomer- glomerulonephritis, which is an inflammation of um, your nephrons and your kidney tubules. Um, it could also lead to urinary tract obstruction just because of the acidic um, impacts of the urine UH, of the of the of your urine in your ur- ur- urinary tract, causing you know stones. Or crystals to develop in your urinary tract, which then later ends up leading to urinary tract obstruction, and most importantly, or let me not say most importantly, on average, it could cause you to even have nephrotic syndrome, which is kidney damage in its totality, alright, just due to the backflow of urine from um, the urethra back into the blood and then back into the kidneys, um, this could actually result into kidney damage from the glomerulonephritis, the urinary tract obstruction, and the less ton, um, tone of your bladder. Okay. The treatment of uh we do about three different, um, things. There's lifestyle changes or management. There's the use of medication and there's surgery. Um, but unfortunately there is no cure, but it can actually be managed. But those three things I've listed, I've listed, um, lifestyle changes or lifestyle management. Um, we usually advise patients or our clients to, or men generally, let me say, to limit, um, the intake of, Caffeinated or alcoholic, or actually freezy drinks, you know, freezy things, drinks like um, uh, carbonated drinks, so to say. So, we usually advise the men or the patients to actually reduce these drinks and also to actually try to stop or limit their taking of these alcoholic drinks or caffeinated or carbonated drinks in the evening because this worsens the urinary symptoms, which then obviously worsens your BPH um we also encourage you to to empty your bladder all the way when you um use the restroom so although you might feel like yeah i think i'm done right now try to stay a few more minutes in the loo to try to see if you'll be able to empty the bladder all the way just because we don't want you to get in all those complications associated with bph yeah um we also advise that you use the restroom quite often avoid waiting for long because when you actually wait for long there's a possibility of you getting um getting difficulty in getting all of this we all of this urine out of your bladder um we also encourage double voiding so you've you've voided your bladder you've you know gone you've done your number one or you've passed your we um we advise stay a few more minutes try to double void like try to void again Um, We also advise an increase in fruit and fiber intake what this does it it helps you open your bowels Um in such a way that you know the bowels is quite It's just right at the rectum and the rectum if you and if not empty your bowel It could cause pressure on your bladder which in turn makes your Symptom of P- BPH quite worse. So when you empty your rectum um, or you re- empty your bowels, there is no pressure or external pressure or internal pressure from the rectum on your bladder. Okay. We also advise advice and bladder retraining. So you retrain your blood, your bladder to get back its tonicity. Um, we also advise you maintain a healthy weight. We advise pelvic exercise. I would explain uh, how to do pelvic exercise for us later down during the course of this discussion. Um, also, for surgery, we have um, a few types of surgery that could be done. We have the transurethral resection of the prostate, where um, we take or the, the surgeon scripts up of the tissue, and usually they send the tissue off to um, the histology laboratory for biopsy you could also have um incision of the post um needle ablation you know transuretrial microwave thermotherapy transiretral electro evaporation um laser surgery or open prostatectomy it just depends on what severity of BPH you have, um, and management you've had, or you're currently having and how you're responding to that management. Now, if your medical personnel feel like you need to go for surgery, depending on the discussion between the two of you or your MDT, your a multidisciplinary team, you then make a decision on what to do and how to proceed. All right. And that brings us to prostate cancer. So, prostate cancer, um, it's different from benign prostate hyperplasia obviously. So, the benign means no cancer. The prostate cancer means the abnormal growth or the tumor, um, let me just say the abnormal growth of the prostate gland is actually now cancerous. So, the cells, the multiplication of the cells that has been causing the abnormal growth of the, um prostate gland now goes from being benign to being uh to being cancerous now it doesn't mean that you go from bph to prostate cancer i'm just trying to explain um how different prostate cancer is from bph all right um so cancer cells from the tissues of the prostate um makes it prostate cancer okay um prostate cancer grows quite slowly and what this means for the men is that because the prostate cell changes over several years usually it could get to even about 30 years so by the time we actually pick up that there is a tumor you know before the tumor actually get large enough to be noticed or to actually cause symptoms it's already in the advanced stage and might actually be exercising. So say it's been growing from when you were in your 30s, add another 30, now you're in your 60s and it's already size So we can't actually do anything because not like we can't do anything, but we can only um, give you palliative care at this point. So you, it's already in the advanced stage and it might actually have already missed exercise, which means the prognosis might not be as brilliant as it should have been. So when I say prognosis, prognosis mean um, the outcome of your diagnosis. (sighs) Um, So BPH and postage cancer is commonly seen with black British. African American descent or you know the proper pure African descent people. Um and they are actually risk factor associated with you developing prostate cancer, which I'll be discussing now. So the first risk factor is age. So people above the age of usually before it was actually 50, but now because of the whole changes in lifestyle and a lot of other changes in people, um, it's been reduced to 40. So the risk factor, the first risk factor is age. So if you are above 40s, you're like you're in your mid forties, you're going towards your fifties and then above your fifties, you are at uh, an increasingly, um, or peculiar risk factor okay another risk factor is race black people African then African American British black British are uh, the highest risk of developing prostate cancer and they tend to actually start this races tend to actually start at younger ages in the early 40s um and late 30s as well we've seen actually seen people in their late 30s from this race actually like you know develop prostate cancer um family history hereditary. you know if you've got say uh, an uncle or your father or a brother or somebody um, that has developed this or has had an history of prostate cancer there is a possibility of you having an increased risk of developing prostate cancer Also, obesity, like, you know, um, your size, it's associated with an increase in prostate cancer. If you're obese, it's associated with an increase in prostate prostate cancer just because um, there might be abnormal growth due to, you know, size. Um, Diets as well high-fat diets and calcium diets, high-calcium diets, has been researched to actually cause an increase or be a risk factor in developing prostate cancer, okay? Um, Signs and symptoms, like I said, is quite similar, and these differences can always be gotten out from, you know, your diagnosis or your treatment or when you go to the clinic to see your doctor. Um, so the symptoms include weak or interrupted urine stream, just like we see in BPH, burning sensation, just like we see in, um, stomatitis, uh, prostatitis, sorry. Um, blood in urine or semen, um, painful ejaculation, constant pain in the back, hips or pelvic. When you have a constant pain in the back or the hips or your pelvic it's probably saying there is a, me- a-, a um happening already. It's probably telling you that it's already in the advanced stage because for it to actually feel that pain in your pelvic or your back, it means it's gotten into the bone. Um, you could also have frequency or difficulty in urination. Um, the pelvic prostate cancer could actually also spread via the lymph nodes, um, into the pelvic and into the bone, which is, like I said, might cause you to have back pain or hip or pelvic pain. Okay. Um, and this brings us to diagnoses, diagnoses of prostate cancer. There's actually no definitive test for prostate cancer. Um, and there is also this controversy in the medical world about prostate cancer screening. The UK advises against um, prostate cancer, you know, routine prostate cancer screening. The US is all for it. Um, it's quite controversial because we believe the risk in the UK. We believe the risk outweighs the benefits. So if you do um, the prostate cancer screening every now and then. There is a possibility of having a false PSA reading which could prone you to being treated unnecessarily um, for cancer when in the real sense you might actually not need treatment okay so instead of um, a prostate cancer screening the UK does prostate cancer risk management for healthy men um, in their late 40s and their 50s above okay um, so like I said, there is no definitive test for PC that's for prostate cancer, but we do the PSA testing now for PSA testing, like I explained, um, the other time we call it the prostate specific antigen. So it's specific to the prostate, and it's an antigen called, sort of like we use it in, um, knowing, um, the normal value and possibility of, you know, cancer or BPH. Now, um, normal PSA value is about 0.6 to 0.7 nanogram per mule. Um, sometimes about 0.3 to 0.7 nanogram per mule. For men in their forties and their fifties, if you've got PSA up to three nanogram per mule per millimeter of blood, that's still fine. It's still okay. For men in their sixties, if their PSA level is like four nanogram per mule. Um, is still also fine but anything above those values I've called out is a risk factor and might actually cause your medical personnel to say okay we need to investigate this a bit further okay and for men in their 70s um, the PSA level could be up to 5 nanogram per ml now for men above 80s there's actually no PSA limit just because like I said the deposit um, gland increases Over the years, as you age, so and this could actually just your body could pick that up as sort of like um, making your PSA, which is your posture specific antigen, to keep increasing. So, for men in their 80s, you can imagine how big it is. Now, a PSA value from 4 nanogram per meal to 10 nanogram per meal. Is quite suspicious and may actually suggest a possibility of prostate cancer. Now, four may mean like 24 25% of prostate cancer could be, um, could be suspected, and 10 may mean 50% of prostate um, cancer could be suspected. Okay, um, so that's one of the diagnoses of prostate cancer PSA testing. We could also say, um, bring your urine sample. We could test it um, to look for some specific things. Um, Then digital rectal examination. This is sort of like the um, pelvic or the cervical screening, um, like we discussed last week for the women. That's the pap smear. But in this case, the digital rectal examination um, happens when your medical personnel inserts a lubricated finger um, into your rectum to feel your postulates and this lasts for about 10 to 15 seconds is usually not painful um so your earth professional check for the size the firmness and texture of your postulate land um they check for any hard areas or lumps or growth spreading just beyond your postrate land and they also check to see if there's any pain caused by um the examination you know um Digital rectal examination, um, apparently, only helps your health professional to feel just a side of the postures, it doesn't help to, you know, feel the whole posture, just because when you go from the back, you're only feeling um, the anterior region to you from the rectum. Alright, and then the next one we might do, um, depending on what the digital rectal examination says, or the PSA testing shows, um, your medical professional might say, okay, let's do an MRI scan. And if there's any problem shown on the MRI scan, a biopsy can then be done. And if then there's something shown in the biopsy, and there's a possibility of an advanced or metastases, we might then say, okay, let's do a CT scan or a PET scan. And if the PET scan or the CT scan is showing something we might, we, we're not very particularly happy about, we might then say, okay, let's do some isotope bone scan. So the isotope bone scan sort of like shows if there has been any advanced or metastatic growth of the um, prostate cancer, if any. Okay. Um, so for the treatments, for many men with prostate cancer, treatment is usually not necessary because it's not actually affecting your day-to-day activities but if it's actually now starting to affect your day-to-day activities or if it's going into you know being the advanced stage just remember it grow slowly and um, your medical professional might then suggest oh okay let's do surgery let's do radiotherapy let's do chemotherapy just to actually either elongate your life or cure it or palliative and this brings us to the final part of this which is um complications of prostate gland um, cancer although it might not really affect your lifestyle and it might not really mean that you need to um you need to actually have treatments it could cause you problem and when it start causing you problem that might be when you can actually start speaking to your uh, medical personnel on how beneficial treatment might be for you so you could actually have erection problems it could cause erectile dysfunction. So what we usually do is we prescribe Sildenafil, which is, in other words, Viagra, um, to actually help you with erection problems. But if you actually now start, even though you're on Viagra, it's actually not helping anymore. We could actually prescribe some vacuum pump which sort of um, ups the blood rush into your penis and then you place a rubber ring just around the base of your penis and that keeps you going for about 30 minutes but if this doesn't help anymore you might then speak to your um to your um medical professional on the need to actually have either surgery chemotherapy or radiotherapy while you consider the pros and the cons of what this might mean for you another complication of prosthetic Um, cancer might just be urinary incontinence which means you know um, you're incontinent you can't control when and how you go all right but this can be um, avoided or this can be managed by doing pelvic floor exercise so what do you do how do you do pelvic floor exercises this is important as well either you have prostatitis prostate um, cancer already or ib um benign prostate hyperplasia or you've got prostitutes or you're actually healthy it's good for a demented to do pelvic floor exercise so what you do um you sit down or you lie comfortably with your knees slightly apart and then you squeeze you know the front of your pelvic floor which is where your penis is you squeeze the front as if you want to actually stop the passage of urine and then you squeeze the back you squeeze at your rectal your rectum as if you're trying to stop the passage of wind now you hold this contraction for as long as you can usually between two to ten seconds and then you relax for the same amount of time and then you repeat this cycle and you just sort of up your pelvic floor gets better over time. And that's that for um, prostate cancer and benign prostatic apoplasia. I hope I've been able to um, answer your questions and do justice to this. If you do have any questions, please do let me know. And do enjoy the rest of your week and have a wonderful evening. Bye.